Hey, everybody. Welcome to The Art of Noticing. I'm your host, best-selling author Johnny B. Truant, and I'm here to help you give the muse the finger and make life your muse instead. In each 10-minute episode, I'll tell you how I spun something mundane into inspiration and show you how to do the same. If you've ever wondered how to write better, how to be creative, how to get more ideas, you're in the right place. Let's start noticing. I noticed recently, this isn't really recent, this is like ongoing, and it was there was an incident recently that kind of brought it maybe to my my attention so that I noticed it. But I have definitely seen that there's this dynamic in my family where the people who are around me all the time, my kids and my wife, they have heard all of my stories. It's kind of annoying because I'm a storyteller and I just love when I have an opportunity to tell a story I haven't told before. There's this story that I have that's the Canadian customs story. And I'm not going to tell it now, but the point is that I thought I told everybody in my life that story. And then I ran across somebody recently and I said, I, I haven't, I haven't told you the Canadian custom story. And I got so excited because I finally get to tell this story again. So I have a lot of stories like that. I think I have a lot of interesting stories and I think a lot, I have a lot of personal stories that I have made interesting. They may not have been interesting in their original versions. They may not even be accurate in their original. My new versions might not even be accurate relative to the original versions. I don't know. It's like a telephone. It's like one, the telephone game, but I'm the only person playing. So I tell the story and then I hear my own version of the story and I tell it again. It, it doesn't matter. The point is that I have a tool belt's worth of uh, endless amounts of interesting and hopefully funny stories. And my family has heard all of them. We were doing uh, two truths and a lie. And I, it was so frustrating. It sounds like amusing, but I was actually really irritated that I could not fool my family even a tiny little bit. They knew everything. So if I tried to sneak in one lie, they were like, no, 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 that's not true. That's based on something else. Or they would definitely, definitely know the truths because I've told them all my truths. So the point is that I have exhausted this particular audience. So that's true, but more specifically, what has what happens sometimes, they're usually very kind. They usually let me kind of tell the story. Okay, we know that there's value in dad telling this story, even if it, there isn't really value in us hearing it anymore. But every once in a while, too, they will stop me. And they'll say, oh, yeah, was this the time where your roommate, Tim, made the fruit cannon out of surgical tubing and was like detonating oranges and apples inside of the bathroom in college? Yes. Yes, I told that. Oh, is this the story? You know, hey, my my roommate, uh, same roommate, apparently Tim had a bunch of stories, uh, you know, uh, showed us how you can like electrocute a pickle and it'll glow. And then when the, the pickle was fully electrocuted and smelled like burnt tires and just looked like this fried turd. He hung it in the elevator and then sent it down to the bottom. And then people called him on the phone and knew exactly who had put an electrified pickle, an electrocuted pickle in the elevator, because that was apparently the person he was, the kind of person who would put a fried pickle in the elevator. So they know all of these stories, but sometimes they'll stop me. And, and, and I'm just like, oh, like it just, first of all, it's deflating to be stopped mid story when you're already excited. But second, it's, irritating to realize that I don't have anything else to offer these people. So this is all, and, and and this is a niche thing. I would say that this is more, you know, some of these are for like prose writers 
who can use directly. And, and, and I'm sure you can adapt this, but this almost feels like more of a, a, a lifestyle creative creativity thing. And knowing that the people who are around you have seen all of your tricks, or you may have, I think that one way this could come in is if you were a writer, I, I actually don't do this, but a lot of people do. I know they have like a critique circle. And so you may have something that you're working on and you've given it to your critique circle a lot. And that can be similar is that maybe that circle has seen that exact same thing again. So, so starting with that one, the idea that you, you have a story, maybe like a literal story, like a short story, and maybe you've given it to your critique circle over and over and over again, you know, having seen that phenomenon where like, there'll be a newcomer just just there's a new person this week and the new newcomer will look and they'll they'll point out something so obvious that nobody else saw oh well what if you tried it this way and then it's like a, a you know a light bulb goes on or it's something negative where you go oh man i never thought of it that way geez i guess i'd better fix that because how embarrassing would that have been but meanwhile everybody else is just used to it so finding new eyes for anything is just i think that's what this is teaching me is if i want new responses so in my case i just want to entertain people i guess this means i knew need new audiences there's a whole bunch of like professional stories that again my family has all heard and now my friends have all heard them and it's just like you know i'm going to a a, a conference soon and i'm like ooh maybe some of those people haven't heard my stories so that when i get in a situation and i'm talking to people and then I can I can share them with new people, but also knowing that just other things too, like the context of a story. So if, if I'm telling my family, that's the context. That's kind of like figuratively around the uh, dining room table is the context of of my stories. But something that's done in in a new way. So just a very simple example is like around a campfire. You know, spooky stories, if in this particular case, if you're yet a spooky story, that's not going to be that effective if you're telling it to people like in the park in the middle of the day, if you're trying to freak people out. Uh, I have stories where, um, you know, as a, like a teenager, somebody who was definitely old enough and, and frankly jaded enough to to know better and to not be freaked out by things, I've been freaked out in campfire scenarios before because, you know, if it's quiet enough and it's dark enough and everybody goes to bed, I know there was this time we were doing like primitive camping where there's no lights, there's no car close. And it was just me and one other person and we were out in the middle of nowhere. And anything that happened toward the end of that night really freaked me out when it got dark. because there was like no moon or anything either. And my daughter is uh, a little too cool for horror movies. I mean, she's into them. She doesn't poo poo them. She doesn't like, say, oh, that was so stupid or whatever. But she did, you know, watch The Exorcist and say how funny it was. And I just keep trying to give her different uh, horror movies because at this point it's like a mission, like I need to show her. And it just never worked. Like she would go watch the really kind of sinister stuff with her friends and uh, there's no big deal. And what I found was, since it's at, at Halloween time, we usually watch a few kind of scary movies with with both of my kids and so i said okay we're going to go into a room and we're going to put like blankets over the windows because we couldn't watch in the dead of night and i don't want street lights out there too and just block off all the light and we're not allowed to talk we're not allowed to re leave the room unless like you have to go to the bathroom you're not allowed to talk you're not allowed to joke and you just have to watch in the dark and of course the ultimate here would be like okay you think you're so cool then we're going to leave for the night 
you watch in the abandoned house, you know, with nobody else around at, at night. And maybe we go around and make spooky, you know, like knock over trash cans or something to like freak her out. That happened to me when I watched The Ring. I was in the house at a time when nobody was ever, I never had the house to myself and I had it to myself. And it was definitely a new audience for the story. So knowing that you can shift up the context, knowing that you can try telling something in a new way. Another is that, and this this is, you know, you can always expand. I guess I would say maybe this is a good way to say it is to, is to change the medium of a story. So if you don't have a new audience, you don't want a new audience, you can take the same story and you can expand it. You can take a short story and you can grow it in, into a novella. You could even make a short story into a song. You could take a small drawing and make it into a much bigger drawing. You could do like an Andy Warhol thing where you do the same drawing over and over again. You can take a a blog post and a podcast. I mean, actually, that's kind of what I do here. I have the podcasts, but then I have blog posts that are basically the same story, but they're just told in a different medium, and that makes for a, a different um, aura as uh, overall. So, just knowing that storytelling is an infinite, mal- infinitely malleable medium, as are most arts. And if you keep in mind that certain venues and certain people have kind of seen it to death, you can be creative, mix it up and find new ways to use that same old thing. All right, that's it for today. If you'd like more, there's a full article about every episode on my website at johnnybtruant.com, as well as show notes and transcripts. If you find value in what I do, please consider becoming a member of the site. Just click on membership at the top. Members get extra weekly episodes of the podcast, extra companion articles, my current in-progress book, if you're into that sort of thing, and more, all for just a few bucks a month. It's basically like buying me a cup of coffee. If membership isn't for you, please show your support by subscribing, sharing, reviewing, all that good stuff. It really does make a difference. Thanks for listening and stay curious.